I believe that it shall be a blessing. Amen. I want to talk to you about Christ, the hope of the world, or the believer, the hope of the believer, or the hope of the world, whatever it is, Christ. That's why I sang that song about uh, Jesus is the answer. Christ, the hope of the believer, or the hope of the world. Amen. The Bible says the, the gospel, Christ died for the whole world. He didn't die for only believers. He died for the whole world. And whosoever believeth in him shall be saved. That means that after it come, when it comes to salvation, it's individuals that must choose. Individuals must choose. Individuals must accept to be. But the, the, the what do I call it? The penalty for sin has been settled for the whole world. So, whoever wants to be saved, you can be saved. If you don't want it, then your sin is with you. But it is not that it is impossible for you. God has paid for the penalty of sin through the death of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. But there are many things that surround life, even when you get saved. When you get saved, there are many things that surround life. And you, you, you need to understand what to do when you get saved. Otherwise, you will just realize that you are saved, but many things are going on. Amen. There are many things that surround life. And sometimes the things that surround life make it very difficult. Sometimes for you to remain focused on the main thing that as a believer or the main purpose for which God created many things in life it's just like a man who is thirsty who is hungry who finds himself in a thick forest where he doesn't know where he is and then the forest has a lot of fruits it has a lot of fresh water all over the place and it has a lot of thorns uh, also because when you are in the forest definitely there are things that will prick you and the man finds himself but his purpose is I want to know where, how to get home alright that is his purpose but he's hungry there are fruits delicious ones he can eat there are uh, fresh waters all over the place he will not stay there and say because he has fruits he can take and the fresh water he can drink he will abandon his pursuit of the fi of finding the way back home in actual in the forest there you cannot rest you cannot rest because you are also aware that there are wild beasts in the place so just as you are hungry and you can pluck some of the fruits and eat and then also get some fresh water and drink to quench your thirst does not mean it is your home you need to continue the pursuit of going in life there are many things that surround us and some of them are like the fresh waters some of them are like the uh, delicious fruits and some too are like the tongues and the prickings that prick us but we have to understand that our purpose is not just to stay in the things that surround us. Our purpose is to get somewhere. Tell somebody our purpose is to get somewhere. And as a Christian, your purpose is one. And uh, we want to look at this Christ who is the hope or the hope of the believer in this world. Our pursuit is Christ. When Pastor Connie stood talked about the preciousness of Christ to us I realized that was exactly my title our pursuit is Christ what we are looking for is Jesus nothing there are fruits we will eat there are fresh waters we will drink other things also will hurt us but don't make a mistake we cannot stay here this is not your home you will never rest here here we are in the battle yesterday we were praying and we said that the triumphant church has gone but hey today dear i can see some real movement ah, dog grass has moved hey and then the titibutan is uh, <laughs> the real titibutan is <laughs> my landlord <laughs> he has moved but but thank you very much we are we are doing some rearrangement in the in the in the church thank you very much there are others who have to move emmanuel Abuzi. 
He has made himself a baby nurse. So he has to move. All right, but we thank God for the lives of every one of you for understanding some of these things that we are doing. It's very necessary. So, one of the things every believer has to focus on is Christ. 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 That's what Pastor Paul says is the treasure. Christ. Your life, what is it? Christ. Amen? So I'll take you through some scripture. Don't get up because it's my opening scripture, but it's, it's, it's the preaching scripture. So I'll be talking alongside it. I want us to open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 from the verse 21. I want you to open to that place before I start reading. It says, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to believers. He's talking to the people that believe in Jesus. We who were sometime alienated and enemies of God by evil works, by wicked works, we were prone to wickedness. He has now what? Reconciled. Tell somebody reconciliation. Say reconciliation. That means now he has settled everything and he has brought us to himself. We are no more enemies. Say you are not an enemy of the kingdom. You are not an enemy of Christ. You are not, a, you are not an enemy of God. You are now a reconciled child of God. Can we put our hands together for Jesus for this wonderful thing? That is one of the main things Christ came to do. To reconcile the world back to God. And so we, has he reconciled? That is a powerful statement about the believer. You are no more at enmity with God. You are a reconciled friend and child of the Most High God. Can I hear you shout a big amen? amen? And then he says, in the body, how did he reconcile us? How did Christ reconcile us? What did he do to reconcile us? 22 says, in the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So in the body. So we know that Christ reconciled us by he himself dying in his body receiving all that by his stripes we are healed he died that we might live he went to the cross he shed his blood that we might be cleansed and to pay for our sins so by his body he paid for that through the flesh to death through death so that is how it came 23 says if ye continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel so it is conditional now this is this is one of the things i want us to understand it is condi conditional there is some truth in one say forever saved but it is not all the truth the truth about it is that when you are saved god has saved you you don't need anything to be saved again but it doesn't mean you don't have the opportunity or you don't have the you don't have the uh, what do i put it or you can't go back so that is why this one says if you continue in faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel there is a certain hope of the gospel if you move away from it then you have moved if they put you in a room which is safe you can choose to walk out now this is where there is a lot of debate in the faith one safe forever safe some people say one safe not forever you can choose the reason why it is forever safe is that when god saves you he has saved you and nobody can take you away from his hands can i hear you say amen he said no nobody can but then he also says accept the son of perdition that means the people you gave me jesus told god when he was praying in, in johnson he said the people you gave me i have kept all except one the son of perdition why because he chose to go away so if he continue in the faith grounded and settled 
and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven whereof i paul i am made a minister so there is a condition you can choose to leave christ and go back to the world and that is your your choice i know a very good uh, gentleman i met many years ago when i got saved and we're all in the faith we're in the scripture union and we're, we're serving in fact he was even a president of the fellowship in a school where they were still formed the guy was in form three and was the president of the fellowship that tells you how powerful he was he was in form three secondary school and was president over c formers including upper six i was in lower six he was my president very strong guy but you know something happened to him and later we heard he converted to islam are you telling me a guy like this was converted to islam and denied christ will go to heaven because he was saved now some people say he was never saved well that one i don't want to go into debate with you he was never saved how confessing jesus christ living for jesus christ doing everything for jesus christ to become a president of a fellowship exhorting all of us his exhortation has brought some of us where we are but what happened to him he got frustrated he didn't couldn't encourage himself people couldn't come to him and then he denied christ so it is possible to deny jesus but i pray that you will not deny jesus but ladies and gentlemen in the world that we are many things surround us that's why i gave you that episode many things surround us and if you are not careful one of those things will take you look at what he says if ye continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved people are not grounded in the faith that is the problem we have we are grounded we are just church goers people love to come to church sunday believers but they are not grounded in the faith you talk about fasting they won't fast you talk about prayer they won't pray you talk about reading their word they wouldn't they won't do anything they are just church goers when they ask them today i tweeted something i tweeted something. i said is it not ironic for for ironical for a lot of people to prove to show their proof of christianity of their faith with their church and denomination why do you go to church fountain gate chapel oh what pastor if you last or a new income sorry why do you go to action chapel international where the archbishop is the head you know a lot of people glory using church to prove their christianity but let me tell you something the church is not your denomination the church is the body of christ and the people who belong to the body of christ are the people who have believed in jesus and accepted him as their lord and personal savior period isn't that ironic that we prove we prove how successful we are as faith as christians by the things we think we have acquired i have built a house god has blessed me with a house god has blessed me with a huge car amen what, what what shows that you are with god look at my blessings count my blessings name them one by one then you will know that i am serving god it is not true it is not true then the richest people in the world who are getting riches and building houses by occult means by killing of human beings then they would have been seen to be fed to be fed people in the church don't mess up god will bless you if he blesses you that is all use it but focus on christ focus on jesus god will bless you that is one of the reasons why we have people in the church who are blessed but they will support god's kingdom because their focus is not on christ their focus is not on christ their focus is on what they attain so people will tell you but look at the way paul this morning i tweeted some very some things on twitter look at the way paul 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 trying to prove his credentials second corinthians chapter 11 from the verse 22 
Let me go there. It wasn't part of what I was going to preach. Yay! Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Move on. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. You know why he says I speak as a fool? He doesn't want to boast that he's more than the other preachers. What he's saying here is that if I want to be foolish, I will tell you that I'm even more than the people you call ministers of Christ. Eh? Then he began to tell them why he is more. Eh? In labors more abundant, in stripes more above measure, in prison more frequent, in deaths often. Move on. Of the Jews, five times I forty stripes save one. Now he's not trying to tell the death. The deaths more often. That means I have faced death several times, and I'm still walking here. And I want to show you. One of it is that five times the Jews came me fifth, 40 stripes, save one. Listen, the man received this thing five times. The one Jesus received once. And the Bible says, there is no comeliness on him to be desired of us. Jesus received one. acquired five times. Look at the things Paul is talking about as his credential, scars scars things that look like they are defeated they are the things he's using to prove his ministry and apostles thrice was i beaten with rods once i was stoned thrice i suffered shipwreck a night and a day in the deep that means a night and day i was lying in the waters in the waters far away in the ocean not knowing where i was going and night and a day i was lying on wood like this whether i will survive or not I didn't know because i was shipwrecked in journeys of it in perils of water that means i was in danger of dying in waters i was in danger of robbers i was in danger of my own countrymen who didn't like me and wanted to kill me there is danger everywhere but the man went there to preach May you be strong in your faith. May you be grounded in your faith. May you be sounded in your faith. So that nothing in this world can move you. Can I hear a good amen from somebody? Perils in the city. Perils among the hidden. Perils in the sea. In perils among false brethren. 27. In weariness. And painfulness. In watchings. Often. In hunger in tests in fastings often in cold and in nakedness fastings often the man fasted often amen why you he said go back to our scripture grounded Go back to our scripture. Grounded. I said, go back to our scripture, not to give me more. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. What causes many people not to be settled in the hope of the gospel is because they are not grounded. They are not settled. Listen, Jesus is the hope of every believer he's the hope of the world you better get grounded in him nothing can save you nothing can deliver you without him you are going to be struggling am i talking to somebody at all or i thought somebody will put your hands together and give the lord some praise so we have there's a hope of the gospel which you have heard which was preached to every creature under the heavens whereof i call I'm a minister 24 who now rejoice in my sufferings Paul is writing this one when he was suffering <laughs> he was suffering he was suffering he was in prison and he wrote who now rejoice in my suffering for you 
and fill up that which is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for his sake. That what Paul is saying is that whatever struggles Jesus went through to pay for us to be saved, whatever is left me to, I'm enduring it so that you too will stand. This is where today's prayer comes to mind. What affliction will you also endure and rejoice in so that another person will be saved? Paul is saying, Christ suffered. The afflictions of Christ. He has suffered for us to be saved. But he said, me too. I'm rejoicing in the suffering I'm going through now. Just to fill up that which is behind, which is left, which is left. Behind means what is left to add to it. I am also going to listen. Every believer must know this. And I want you to hear me. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? If you are not ready to suffer for somebody to, to be saved, then you are not a correct Christian. You are not a correct Christian. You are not grounded. Say one super Bible I could preach I'm obi manu susuayi. Usi umbayi ya wenti wongo. They will insult me so I won't go. No. He says, I'm rejoicing in this suffering. Whatever I'm going through, I'm rejoicing. So that I will complete whatever Christ has done in his body, which is left for you also. There is always something you and me too will have to bear. Listen to us. There is something also for us, the church, to do. And it may be suffering. That we have to go through. So that other people too can find Jesus Christ. The way you are looking at me, I don't, I don't think you understand. Would you obey a Christian? Yeah, what you look, look at the way the missionaries, missionaries, look at the way they struggled and came to the west coast of Africa and died. Christopher Columbus, look at the way he struggled and carried the gospel to America, and they were ready to die, but for the gospel to reach us. Sacrifice more for people to go cry, you won't do it. Am I talking to somebody at all? In this fasting time, I just want to challenge you. If you are not ready to bear a little for people to be saved, it means your, your faith is not correct. That's how far I can go. I won't say you are not born again, but I'll say your faith is not correct. You are not grounded. You are still a baby in Christ. Amen. I rejoice in my sufferings for you to make sure that everything Christ did will be completed so that you too can stand. Am I talking to somebody? That's the prayer we prayed this morning. That is the concern of founding the chapel. That our members must be people that are preaching the gospel everywhere. Oh, the amen is weak. Listen, I heard the time we were praying, I was going up, up. I went into some of the places to see some few things with the architect, but I was following the prayer. That this year, in this fast it will not be good for you to finish this 40-day fast without winning a soul for christ i heard it it was a good prayer let's put our hands on that hallelujah it's it, okay so so there is something every christian every born again believer should be ready to suffer a little you should be ready to suffer a little. You should be ready to be hungry a little for other people to be saved. You should be ready to forego your food and pray for other people also to be saved. Why is it that because we are saved, we think it should be the end? And one of the things that, that I don't like is when you hear believers comment about unbelievers. Oh, we the jano or the insane man can I hear somebody shout You are boasting with it as if you did something to yourself. If nobody had preached to you, would you have been where you are? 
hey would you have been where you are you better listen to me go and preach to somebody and get to another person's seat and stop blaming them and insulting them as if they chose to be who they are you were worse than that but god saved you i was worse than that yesterday i talked about my salvation 41 years ago i thought about it when i thought about it tears filled my eyes tears of joy tears of joy i said lord let me tell you something if you can always think about the day you gave your life to christ and i've said this in this church let me show you if you can see that and look behind it and it's different from now you're on the correct path before then name them fighting insults before then that's where you were but now new that is a sign that you are on the course to heaven oh come on put your hands together for the lord but people listen anybody who tells you that suffering a christian suffering is past i beg to differ he's not preaching to you the whole counsel of god who tells you that you don't have to suffer it's not preaching the gospel of jesus christ otherwise jesus will not say look at what how paul put it that i may know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering being made conformable unto your death and the fellowship of your suffering i want to fellowship with that suffering Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him take his own cross. What is your cross? You think the cross is easier? The cross is never easy. The cross can demand things. Am I talking to somebody? The cross can demand things. Yesterday I was somewhere. And they told me about a certain man. A believer he got born again he was not a christian he got born again he should assemblies of god church now he wasn't a born again believer he got born again in the water region and became a christian he's a very good contractor so after he had been born again he prayed and god gave him some contracts they gave him contracts he finished the contract and finished and called the general superintendent of Assemblies of god said, i want to build five churches in water region choose the places and i'm going to build the churches they chose the five churches he went and built them finish them for the places so you can see a line his focus is clear listen this world is like the forest we are in we are being pricked we are having the good fruits that are there on the trees we are hungry we are eating them we are having the fresh water but that's not where we are going to be because in that place you can never live there you can never rest there the resting place is your home may you focus on your home and that's why christ is the main focus of every christian am i helping somebody at all christians that are only known on sunday what is your christianity a big bible this is christ not like that i remember those days when we got born again when people have big Bible, they hold it like this. So that you know that. Meanwhile, tell him to open to the book of Exodus and trouble will come. Today, everything is on your phone. But don't be lazy. You have to read it. You have to find out about Christ. Amen. Paul said, because of this, that I'm a, believe, I'm, a, I'm a minister of God. According to the dispensation which God is giving to me for you to fulfill the word of God. So, I am doing all this because of you. Our dispensation, God has put a certain mandate on us. And our purpose is to preach the gospel 
to the poor. To heal the broken hearted. To preach deliverance to captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That is our calling. That is our mandate. That is our purpose. This dispensation, that's what God has given us. Paul said, ask for me the dispensation God has given me. Is th that's why I am a minister of, of the gospel. We are supposed to be ministers of the gospel. But the Bible calls us that we are supposed to be people who will reconcile the world unto God. Ministers of reconciliation. The same reconciliation with God. The Bible says we should do the same thing. Am I helping somebody at all? Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints. To whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Gentiles, we who are Gentiles, the mystery is that uh, I like the way the tree calls Gentiles. I'm an amount for uh, well, how do you say it? Yeah. We're not part of the tribe of, of God. We're not part. But we too, the mystery is that through Christ, we too have become part of God's children. Amen? So we are called the true or the spiritual Israel. Amen? Or the spiritual Jews. That is the mystery. That we Gentiles also can receive Christ. And the hope of it is that, and this is the mystery that has been revealed. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Tell somebody Christ in you, the hope of glory. That means, let me tell you this. If you ever want anything in this world, Christ must be in you. That's the hope. The hope. The greatest hope we all need is Christ in you. Once Christ in you, there is a hope that things will work better for you. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you are finding yourself. I don't care who is against you. I don't care the people that are standing in your way. Christ in you, it is a hope for glory. Christ in you. That is why for us, for the believer, Christ is the answer to everything. Christ is the answer to everything. You can't substitute anything for Christ. You can't substitute money for Christ. You can't substitute buildings for Christ. You cannot substitute mansions or, 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 or sorry, business for Christ. You can't substitute anything. These are the fruits we are eating in the forest. And we must enjoy because it's God's creation. But we cannot substitute them for Christ. Otherwise, there is no hope for us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And look at how it, it goes on. From the verse 28 whom we preach warning every man we preach christ warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom the preaching of christ is to warn us and teach us in wisdom i like that that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, that is my blessed language I love to talk. We preach Christ. Listen, we may, be, we may talk about other things. We may talk about prosperity. We may talk about boldness. We may talk about confidence. We may talk about you knowing what to do. We may talk about everything. That's totality of the gospel. The implications of Christ in a man's life. Or the result of Christ in a man's life we will pick on all those things but that does not supersede thing listen to me that's why I told you that in a forest you are looking for your way out you don't stay under the tree that gives you the fruit to eat and think that is all you will remain in the bush and something may happen to you you don't lose sight of your purpose amen so we preach Christ warning every man christ preaching is a warning because a day is coming this world will pass away don't, don't ever forget when we preach christ because he will come again so it's a warning say it's a warning tell somebody it's a warning i don't know how you read your bible but anytime you read 
and you hear he is coming again what happens to you it's a warning and he himself said i will come like a thief in the night while you are saying peace that is when i'm coming when you are thinking everything's okay that is the day i'm appearing so preaching christ is a warning to every man either you receive him and be grounded so that you will find your way out of this world into his bosom you remain in whatever you are doing. And then teaching every man in all wisdom. Preaching of Christ. Teaching of Christ in all wisdom. That is what we do in church. And that's what we do. I'm going to tell you three things you need to be doing. If you want to be grounded and find your way out of this forest. we get grounded through the word of God that's the primary root is the word of God through the word of God listen there is no way you can be grounded in the faith without your Bible this is Pastor Connie's Bible very huge I have to use two hands to hold it He likes it because of the large print. That's why he's not wearing glasses like me. Alright. There is no way you can be grounded in the faith. And not be moved from the hope of the gospel. If this Bible is not part of your life. The word. We preach the word. We teach the word. What do you do with it? you do with it you see there's a statement that say holding fast the word of truth holding fast the word of truth is to hold the word which is in you like this that is anything you need is the word that descends it before you get into it i want to talk to or i want to do something because i'm holding fast to the word the word goes before me and what the world says is what I want to do. How can a man build a house without building blocks? You can't. You need the blocks. And the blocks to our life is the word of God. Because the thing that gave birth to us is the word. When you lay the foundation with blocks, you put blocks there to see the building. Am I talking to somebody? So it's very important. The word of God is important in any man's life. Amen. Through the word, we are educated. Through the word, we are informed. Informed about many things. Through the word, we are built up strength. The knowledge through the word builds us up. Gives us strength. We know. You see, when you know the word of God, and you practice the word of God, it sets you up as a pillar nobody can pull down. So, no matter what is happening in the world, I don't care the storm that is coming. The storm, that's what Jesus said, build your, those who listen to the, who read the word, who listen to the word, when who obey the word, they are like the people who are building their house on the rock. Let the storms come. Let the floods come. In this world, floods will come. I said what? You can't prevent it. They will come. Even in America, there are flats. Ours is man-made. Ours is man-made. We go and throw liters into gutter and say it's flat. Have you seen what some people are doing these days? In the night, they drop their baller on the highways. Have you seen them? I hope you are not one of them. I have a problem with our governments and our heads of institution. I have a very serious problem. I've said it. Uh, they tempt people to do the wrong. 
They give people the opportunity to do the wrong thing. Pastor Selina, when I was growing up, there was a dumping site in every location for people to dump their waste. Today it's not like that. Where I live, when I move down and move up towards the only one I see is Alpokuasi. Can you imagine? So somebody has to carry his. So you see, they are tempting us to do wrong, but don't do it. Don't follow them. That's my problem with, with governments. And I'm not talking about just this. I'm talking about all the governments. We don't care about that. AMA. Without dumping size, where do you want the people to put their things? You want everybody to pay 30 Ghana, which I pay every month. Can they pay it? The number of people who have, whose income is 30 Ghana a, day, a, a, a month, they should use it and pay for a, a bola. They can't do that. If they do that, their children won't go to school. And we want the children to go to school. I hope some AMA guy is listening to me. So, provide a site. Let them go and dump it there. They won't put it in the gutter. I'm not sanctioning the putting it in the gutter. But you see people carrying their thing in the night. And now even the, the places, the people who collect also want money. So, if the woman thinks he doesn't have money, he finds a safe place and puts it and run away. May God help us. But you see, our, our flooding is artificial. Very artificial. Look at the bottles. Look, look at it. Oh. It's sad. Very sad. When it rains, you see this polity. Black and white. And I'm, I was saying the other day, I said, what does it take to ban polythene from Ghana? What does it take? Political will. Why can't they ban this thing? Rwanda. Rwanda. They have banned it. It's the neatest African city. Apart from South Africa and Asia. Neatest. We just got to Rwanda. And go to Dubai. Go to Rwanda. No, go here. The other day I was listening to this. They said it's the second most powerful tourist destination now in africa even international conferences the second most powerful state city that international people prefer to carry their conferences to in africa apart from south africa that's that's the need no politics why can't we ban politics in ghana i hope i'm shouting so that our excellency will hear my voice And parliamentarians should hear my voice. Why can't we ban this thing? Listen, when it rains and I drive out, I feel sad. I'm able to pay for Zoom life. But I'm telling 60% of Ghanaians can't pay. Why do they have that money to pay? We are killing the nation. Now, you know why? Banchine in Tinini Yaseko for one could see black politics and one on Asa and Moshi. God have mercy on us. You know the prayer I pray for Ghana. Lord, can you brief on <laughs> in the night when we are all sleeping, including the president? Lord, come and blow wind on us. So that when we get up in the morning, everybody will be asked. It's serious. Environmental people, you catch people and imprison them. You are just sitting and regulating. They won't be, you won't catch them and imprison them. No, no, because all the departments are toothless bulldogs. Your department is a toothless bulldog. You are just there moving and disturbing people for nothing. You can't bite. How, where do you bite? Look at, look at rocks. Look at the way they are digging somebody's house down. You drive here every day. What have you done? They are digging people's buildings down. You drive. This, 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 this is a, an environmental crisis we are waiting for. Our place here, you were in this church. They were blasting behind. Until they black rocks fell here and I went to the police and arrested them. That they sacked them. You were there. Two bulldog. 
<laughs> no, and it's not their fault too. It's not their fault. Our institutions are I almost use the word useless. They are they are there, but they can't do anything. Our police force can't do anything. If the president has to choose the police council, why should they do anything? If you do it, I'll remove you and change and bring something. Until we change the constitution and make the police council independent from any president, then the police themselves will rise there by rank and they will do the work that we want them to do for us. You know, you know one of the reasons, you know, you know one of the reasons, no matter who the president, he will never go and mess up with the military. Mm. <laughs> Amokas, baby crew. In the night when you are sleeping, you see Amokas. So they won't go there. I'm provocative tonight, today, eh? But, but you see, we are there. Our problems are man-made. Now let me come to us. All the problem is not political. All the problem is not head. Most of the problem is down here with us. We are our main enemies. We are. Look at the way we even drive. In town. Not patient. The thing that bothers me is where there is a teacher and we have all crossed and nobody can go and we are sitting inside. So until Rollins appears there and says, you go, you go back and let him pass so that you can come. We are sitting there. So sometimes, excuse my language, sometimes you look at us sitting in our cars and you don't know whether we are human beings or we are something else. Because when he said, I what broken on even if he has you can never go so why son son baye wajuma son son baye wajuma son son baye wajuma son son wafwe son son baye wajuma so so by our juma now now yeah may the holy ghost take over our nation so the word of god the word of god the believers building block is the word of god the christian to be solid in the in the faith is the word of god it's not how much you attend church it's good to attend church every day but if you are hearing the word you are reading the word you are studying the word you, they are, the word is being taught and you are doing nothing with it you are not holding that word high in your life you are not building your life solid in the faith and any storm will happen spiritual storms come every day jesus faced them the apostles faced them you think we will face them we are facing them say spirit storms For those of you who have not been coming for the prayer meeting we've been praying for the past two days about this nigerian church in kaduna where jihadists have gone to hijack or kidnap the pastor and 16 of his members including his two children they were having choir practice they went and hijacked them and carried them away up to now they are being searched for I haven't heard the news for the past two days but i don't know but we have been praying in this church every day since last Friday that God would deliver this pastor and his congregation members. Bow down your heads and say a prayer for them. Just say a prayer. Lord, have mercy. Deliver this pastor and his congregation and his children. Deliver them. They have caused no harm to be anywhere. They were just serving the God they want to serve. Deliver them. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. Can I hear you shout a big amen? But listen to me. Storms hit. Grounded. If you are not grounded and storms hit, everybody will see where you are. 
he says can they if they continue without leaving the hope of the gospel but they must be grounded the word of god number two the holy spirit the holy spirit is one person who guides us into the truth the holy spirit your personal relationship with the holy ghost that's why he's left here by jesus christ is to guide you into all truth to teach you to mature you the holy spirit is here he's on earth he's with us when you are sitting there he brings you revelation of the truth john chapter 16 the verse 13 when he the spirit of truth is come he shall guide you into all truth amen he shall guide you into all truth there is a certain truth you will know that will set you free there's a certain truth you will have that will take care of you there is a certain truth when you have it and the holy ghost will help us when you are reading about when you are sitting in the church and they are preaching there is a truth the holy spirit will establish in your heart so our life without the holy spirit it means we are not getting grounded in the things of god let me tell you something sometimes this gentleman i spoke about this gentleman i spoke about and i said unfortunately he left the faith and became went to become a muslim one of our friends who told me that story met me sometime ago he said pastor i can't believe it and then over the years he asked me what do you think happened to this guy i said well i can say that the word was not grounded in him because we are all convinced that the guy was saved the word was not grounded in him number two i said i also believe that when we were in on that campus none of us was speaking in tongues because we, it was not tongue speaking was not being taught at that time in su in the north so some of us when we left the north and came down that we got the holy ghost baptism and we could pray so you see the praying in tongues is one of the things that the holy ghost uses to establish you so when you are a believer and you are not speaking in tongues and you are not desiring to be speaking in tongues eh? when it gets tough you don't even know what to do you can't pray but when you have the holy ghost baptism and you can speak in tongues and you can pray in tongues it's another way by which you are built up you my dearly beloved build up yourself praying in the holy ghost build up yourself in your faith holy faith praying in the holy ghost it builds you up holy ghost builds you up pray more in tongues amen i told him that that could be one of them and then the third thing i told him was that he could not resist the pressure from his home all his family members were muslims i'm sure the pressure kept coming on him and he was the only son of his father and mother and i'm sure the pressure came he couldn't resist it those were the three reasons he gave god knows best but humanly speaking these are the reasons i gave listen to me you need the holy ghost to be strong amen the third thing i said i'm going to tell the three fasting and prayer i said what i said what i said what i said what when you fast and pray one of the things it does is that like we said last week because it is seen as the affliction of your soul affliction of your soul or humbling of your soul it helps you to position yourself so that god can minister to you fasting helps you to position yourself so god can minister to you. it helps you fasting doesn't help god to help to come to you it helps you to position yourself for god because there are so many things around you that sometimes interfere with the purpose of god in your life that is why in Acts chapter 13 the verse 1 and i like us to Acts chapter 13 the verse 1 and 2 i want you to be on the screen it's very important fasting and praying when you fast and you are praying so now you have to do something about this your scripture when i go elsewhere it's faster your thing takes lot of time to come on i don't know whether you need to change your software or something but you better do it 
Because now there were in that church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manain, which had brought up, which which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Move on. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Three. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Amen. Fasting and prayer. As they ministered unto the Lord in prayer and fasting, ministered unto the lord they were praying in fasting they were praying the lord said the lord always will have something to do when people set themselves in fasting and prayer i pray that this month as we are fasting in these are 40 days that the lord will do something special in your life the lord will answer something great in your life but people that is very important that we have to understand that this is how get established did you notice i didn't say prophecy receiving a pro prophecy doesn't establish you D did you hear me mention prophecy did you hear me say you should go to church every day because there are people who go to church every day but the word is not with them the holy spirit is not in them no no there are there are people who who, who go to church first I'm not talking about just here. Everywhere. I know some people eh, if you want to talk about church, eh, they are very consi more consistent than even their pastors. But the truth is that the word of God is not in them. The Holy Spirit is not in them. There is nothing that establishes in them in the, in the faith. Some don't even have the faith. They are only just in the church. They make the name of the church a savior. May that not be your portion. I said, may that not be your portion. But Jesus Christ is the hope of the church and of the believers. Listen, no matter what is happening around you, get established to know Jesus more. Make Jesus your focus. What is your desire, Lord? That I may know him. That I will know Jesus. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Amen. I said Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let me read Romans chapter 8 from the verse 28. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Who to them who are the called according to his purpose. Move on. For whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren whom he did foreknow the people he saw heard. he predestinated them to be conformed to the image of his dear son so god saw us before and planned our death before even we came that's what he has done you see your parents knew that when you came out yeah, they knew that they would take you to school and when they take you to school you become a good uh, illiterate they knew that some of us our parents predestinated that before we were even born my father in particular he was the only person in our village who was arrested and sent to school he was the first those days when yes they go to the they go to the villages the colonial government they go to every village and say bring us somebody and my grandfather was a chief he sat with the whole village had a meeting with them the man said we should bring one child then the people said we have heard then they got up and left they say eh, who should go and bring his child you have many of them you are sitting there calling us that we should bring a child who should bring a child you have many of them and my grandfather Look at the one he didn't like. 
That's how my grandmother interpreted it to me. He said, my grandfather just looked at the one he didn't like. And that was my father. And he grabbed him and sent him. So they grabbed my father on a horseback and sent him to war. And they put him in middle body. But later, he became the light of the house in terms of education. So my father vowed that all my children will go to school before even he married. Predestination. So he predestinated that we'll all go to school. Knowing that when we go to school, we will all become what? Literates. When Christ was coming before he came, God predestinated that all of us will be conformed to the image of Christ before even we came to the earth. That's where predestination is. And predestination is fulfilled in Christ. It is not fulfilled outside Christ. So what God was saying is that anyone who will accept this Jesus, he's predestinated, he will make it. Oh, you don't understand me. He will what? He will what? Anybody who, who accepts this Christ, I have predestinated that surely, give me the verse 29, uh, 20, uh, 20, uh, 30. Ah, look. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also what? Them he also what? So he has predestinated. So he called. And that's the calling that is going through the whole world. Anybody who answers the call, he comes. And whom he called, them also he what? Them also he what? Oh, talk to me, somebody. Them also he what? Why are you not talking to me? You are looking at it and you can't. Oh, why? The guy is showing my pictures all over the place. Don't you have a Bible? You should have your Bible. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them also he called. And then, whom he called, them also he justified. And whom he justified, them also he glorification is the end. You will be glorified. God has set it already. When you are in Christ, everything about you is glorified. Your life will be glorified. Your end is glorified. I can predict how you will be if you stay in Christ. I can predict how you will be, how your end, your life will end if you hold on to Christ. I can predict. I know that you will be what? Glorified. You will never be put to shame. I can predict. I know where you are going. You can't board a car to hope and end up uh, uh, and find yourself in, in Hohoi. Hope. Uh, Hope. Amen. Hope. 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 The guy was going to hope and went and saw a car. Hope. Hope. And said, Oh, I see hope. Hope. I see hope. And I'll go to them. By the time I hear, no, do coco. I see. No man can say, Moko. I see. Why not say, Moko? I see. Why should I go and say, Hope. I see. No, I hear hope. I hear hope. He's reading the hope like key. Hope. <laughs> May the Lord bless you. May the Lord honor you. May the Lord set you on a good path. I know your future if you are in Christ. I know how you will end if you are in Christ. You may not have 10,000 houses. You may not have two cars. You may not have $10,000 of money in your account. But I still know that your end will be peaceful. Your end will be glorious. Your end will be mighty. Don't be looking at those things. Just stay in Christ. Hold on to Christ. Be enjoying your Christ. And you will see what Christ will do for you. You will see what Christ will do for you. Who told you that money answers? That's all things. When you are a Christian, you need money to get things done. But money is not the answer to life. I heard of a man who is a millionaire in dollars. His name is Michael Schumacher. Car race is one of the best in car racing, a German. He went to ski in, on ice and got an accident. 
since then he has been paralyzed the wife came out in fact he was in coma for several years several years now he can't walk he's lying on bed one side they have to turn him they have to do this he has millions of dollars the wife came up one day and said i'm ready to give half of our fortune To get my husband see my, my husband here. and he offered ten thousand ten million dollars for the husband to be healed up to now as i'm talking to you the man is on the sick bed money doesn't answer everything the way you look at it that's michael schumacher very handsome man some time ago i was looking for germans to take me to his house so that i can go and pray and then bring this ten thousand ten million dollars and do god's work up to now when i talk to my friends they think i'm joking 